And now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. I'm here with my friend Tony, who is a fellow Christian. Many people think that, you know, when we ask these questions of Christians on the street and they, they don't know how to answer the questions exactly the way we want, they feel like we're setting them up or we're, we're making them out to be false converts. We're searching, we're headhunting, so to speak. And I want to put that, uh, that question, that, that doubt, uh, in the grave. So I've got my friend Tony here. I'm going to ask him some of the same questions that I ask of people out on the street uh, just to see what good answers are from a Christian that has been trained in the Bible who, who knows what he believes and why he believes it. So Tony, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. What is Christianity all about? What's the main point? Christianity <clears throat> is all about a person, Jesus Christ, the person and work of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's it in the smallest nutshell. But in order for that to make sense, you have to understand that man is fallen. Man is sinful and is on his way to uh, eternal punishment in a place called hell. And Jesus, Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins and to bring us into his kingdom. Okay, now you mentioned hell. Uh, what, what, why is there a hell, and why, why, why do you believe in hell? Well, the Bible teaches that there is a, a place called hell where God will punish unrepentant sinners forever and ever. And uh, everything that I believe and teach comes from the word of God. It is the authority for all of mankind, whether people submit to it or not. And Jesus spoke about hell. Um, it's a reality, and it makes sense uh, because of God's character, because God is a good God, and he is a just God. And because of his righteousness and his, uh, and his goodness, he has to punish crimes. He must punish crimes. He cannot simply let uh, crimes or crimes of humanity, which the Bible calls sin, which is anything that... Um, goes against the character of God and is expressed most fully in uh, transgression of the law of God. And so, because men commit crimes against God, God must punish them, or there must be a punishment for the crime. And um, if you don't repent and trust in Christ, which is the only uh, solution to find uh, to have our sins forgiven, um, then you will pay the punishment for your crimes in, in a place called hell, separated from God forever and ever, because God will not condone sin. He, he won't uh, have sin in his perfect heaven. Okay. So now you mentioned that uh, Jesus is the only way. Does that mean that if I'm a Muslim or if I'm a Buddhist, I can't get into heaven? Oh, you can. A Muslim, a Buddhist, a Mormon, a Catholic, they can all go to heaven if they repent of their false religion and trust in the Savior. Uh, so Christianity is inclusive in that sense, that um, 
to all who call upon the name of the Lord. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And yet it's exclusive in the sense that Jesus Christ said himself, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. And we should be thankful that God made a way back to him, not uh, complaining that there's only one way. Praise the Lord that he made a way, a provision that, um, that for forgiveness of our sins through Christ's death on the cross when he paid the price for our sins. Okay, so one other question that I like to ask people out on the street when I find out that they profess to be a Christian is I want to make sure they know what the gospel is because, you know, if they come across someone who doesn't know the gospel, they need to be able to share it. You know, they need to be able to tell someone how to escape hell, how to inherit eternal life. And the question that I use and a lot of other people use is the three-minute test. Mm -hmm. So, Tony, I've just been stabbed in the back. I've got three minutes left to live. I don't know what's going to happen to me after death. I'm scared. What do I do to go to heaven? Well, first of all, if I had three minutes uh, to share the gospel with you, I would. Um, the gospel means good news, right? That's what the word means. But the good news starts with the bad news. So I would talk to you about the bad news that you are a sinner. And most people consider themselves good people. And so uh, God has given us a way to show folks that they're not good. They don't measure up to God's holy standard of goodness, which is perfection. And that is by using his law. So I would walk someone through the law, a summary of the law, such as the Ten Commandments, and to show them that they are sinners, that they have broken God's law, they've committed crimes against God, and they are worthy of punish, punishment. They're worthy of uh, hell. And so I would tell this person and ask him a few questions and let him know that, that he's a sinner, walking him through the law, such as, you know, have you ever told a lie? And um, if he's honest, which a person on his deathbed usually is, they'll, they'll say yes. And, you know, that makes you a liar. And have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Well, that makes you a thief. And the scripture says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire and that no liar or adulterer will um, have their place in heaven. Right, and so I would show them that they're they're um, they're on their way to hell, that they're worthy of being punished by God. But then I would ask him a crucial question, which is, do you know what God did for you so that you don't have to get what you deserve, which is hell? And then I would go on if they if they didn't know, which most people don't really know the the biblical answer to that question. I would tell them that. God the Father sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for our crimes. And um, when he did that when he died on the cross. When he went to the cross, he, did, he, didn't, he, he didn't die by, uh, by the nails, or he didn't die by the hands of the Romans or by the Jews, ultimately. He died and suffered when he hung on that cross and became a curse for us, when the, the wrath of God fell upon him because he was made sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him, the Father made the Son, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so Christ became our substitute. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean everybody's going to heaven. There's a condition that God wants to be believed. He sent his Son for you. He did everything he could 
to save you. And now he simply calls on you to repent of your sins and trust in Christ as the only Savior for your sins. And 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 God will make it so. God will will forgive you and God will credit, not only forgive you and make you clean and innocent from any of the sins you've you've done, but he will actually credit Christ's perfect life to your account. That's called justification. And I would plead with that person and say, this is the only provision for your sins. If you don't repent right now in your heart and trust that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you will be paying the punishment for your sins in hell forever. But God has his arms stretched out to you and is not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want you to die. He wants you to turn, to repent, and to live. And I would prod him and ask him to, uh, to repent. Have repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And what does repentance mean for those who aren't uh, familiar with the term? Yeah, repentance uh, is a biblical term. And um, at its core, it has the idea of turning. Turning away, how it's used in the Bible, is turning away from sin and turning to Christ. You see, the scripture says that there's none who seeks for God, not even one. So the natural man is not out there uh, searching for God. Um, he's running away from God. And as, you're, as the natural man is running away and moving away from God, in order to come to Christ, in order to come back to the Father, you need to turn. You need to, to transition your, your mind and your heart and your will and your conscience, and you need to repent. That's what, that's what repent means, to turn away from your sin and to turn to Christ. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the will. It's a matter of the mind. It's nothing physical that you need to do. You don't have to physically do anything. Salvation is a spiritual matter that happens in the heart. Okay, so Tony, last question for you. Uh, are you a, a professional evangelist or something? I mean, you, you nailed each and every one of those questions that I asked with perfect answers. Uh, what, what do you say about that? No, I, I'm not a professional evangelist. Uh, I would consider myself a student of the Bible. I am a Christian. I follow Jesus Christ. His Holy Spirit lives within me uh, by faith. And, um, and I'm led by His Spirit as He guides me through His Word. And so the reason why I have uh, biblical answers for you is simply because I've, I've read and studied and believed God's Word. So the foundation is God's Word. The reason why there are right answers to your ears is because you also have God's Word as your authority. And so you know <laughs> the the biblical answer that God is looking for. So uh, no, no, any Christian can have these answers. Any Christian can have the truth if they uh, search it out for themselves, because the Holy Spirit will guide you into all the truth. And um, but you got to know His Word, as I've said many, many times before. If you want to be strong in the Lord, then be strong in His Word. Amen. So. In closing, I just wanted to exhort everyone listening, make sure that you know the Word of God, because when you got some guy coming up to you on the street wanting to know answers about Christianity, answers about your faith, if you don't have answers, how sure are you that that faith will save you? How sure are you that you are a Christian? 
I'm pretty sure Tony is a Christian. He's got the right answers. Now, granted, that doesn't uh, automatically make someone a Christian because they have the right answers. There's a difference between uh, a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. But if you don't have head knowledge to match the heart knowledge, you're not following the Lord as you should. And I encourage you to get your nose into that book, into the Bible. We need to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. So, Tony, thank you so much for talking to me. And I really appreciated you taking time out of your day. No problem. Praise the Lord. So Tony did a great job at showing us what a Christian should be able to say at any time to anyone. He shared the gospel precisely, clearly, and biblically. Now, let's go over to the college campus and talk with a student named Aaron, who professes a belief in evolution. But some of his facts are more like fiction. Let's see what he has to say when I talk to him now. We're here on the University of Cincinnati campus. I'm asking people about uh, the Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate coming up on February 4th. And Aaron here has not heard anything about it. So I was just explaining to him that uh, it's basically a debate between evolution versus creation. So Aaron, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you believe in evolution or creation or something else? Uh, evolution, definitely evolution. Okay, and why do, why do you believe in evolution? Um, ooh, that's a tough question. I would say I believe in, well, I think the biggest thing is proof. It's okay. what you have proof of. And that's, we have more proof of uh, evolution than creation. Okay, and uh, what, is, what is one uh, physical example of evolution that, that you know of? Um, we see solar systems being created all the time around us. So, okay, how, how is that evolution? How's that evolution? Yeah. Um, uh, it, I think it directly relates because if other solar systems are being created, that's exactly how ours would be created. So it starts from there, and then the evolution just builds off of that. Okay. So like that's how every solar system, I believe, is like. There's other other planets that are going through the same evolution that, I mean, it'll be different, but they'll be experiencing evolution as well. Okay. And uh, so a creationist, by the way, I'm one of them crazy young earth creation types. Uh, a creationist would say, uh, you see the universe and you, know, you see that stuff being created and everything. That shows that there is proof of a creator, someone who created it. Yes. Not that it's evolving. Um, and let me... Let me go a bit more into the uh, specifics of the evolution that they're debating. Uh, like Darwinian evolution uh, from uh, different kinds, like uh, monkey to man, stuff like that. So do you have any, uh, can you think of any uh, evidence or any, any proofs of, of that? Um, oof. Proof of that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's ooh, a specific example. Right. Ooh, not right off the bat. No? I okay. Mean, uh, supporting evolution, I would just say, I mean, simple enough, like, ooh. I don't know. It's kind of hard because a creationist would 
have something definitely to refute. refute. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. So, uh, is there? Would you say that there's a possibility of a creator? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So that you. Possibility. So you. Would you say that there is a creator that uses evolution, or do you just think it's all random chance process? Um, I would say maybe in the very, very, very beginning there was, but I don't think there's anything really around right now that's still... I think everything now is just happening on its own. Okay. I think there could have been something in the very beginning, but now it's just all, it's all on its own now. Can you make a rose for me? Like the flower, can you make a rose? Yeah, no, I cannot. No, okay. Um, that's a pretty simple uh, item, and you you seem like an intelligent person. But the fact that you can't make a rose and a non-sentient nothingness can make a rose, that kind of makes you look bad. <laughs> I mean. It, it all comes down to the science of it, though. Okay. Like, you can't just create anything. Like, a rose can never just be created. There's the background to a rose. Like, it starts out as a seed, and then the seed goes down to all its little atoms in a seed. Like, mm. everything makes up. It's all, like, the whole world's made of little atoms. Like, it's, I, I think it all comes down to science. Okay. And what? where did the atoms come from? Where did the <laughs> atoms come from? Uh, they've just always been in our universe. The universe has been around for forever. Okay. Like they just always been in our universe, and that's the Big Bang. Therefore. Okay. What what came at the beginning though? What? See, no idea, no proof of nothing. So. Okay. There could there I mean there very well could have been. Something uh, creation, but it's just now the, there's more proof going against it than there is for it. Okay. And that proof again is. Just like uh, science, like what we see around us, like Big Bang Theory. Uh, I mean, I guess you can't really consider that proof, but we have examples that it's very likely what could happen. It's more likely than, like, I mean, create, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I look at the facts, like what we know, like science. Okay. All right. And now, you, you mentioned, you know, you look at the facts of science, but then you were talking about how, you know, they have theories and, and they believe that it could happen. You know, doesn't sound very factual. I think a theory, though, is still—it's an idea. It's more of an idea than just creationism. Like that. I mean, that's I, creationism is a completely a theory in itself. So if someone believes in creationism, then they then they have to believe in the theory. Other theories could happen as well, too. Did you hear the evolutionist mantra, shoulda, woulda, coulda? You see, evolutionists claim to believe in facts, but when you listen to what they're saying about evolution, it's nothing more than fiction. Should have been like this, possibly happened this way. It doesn't make any sense. If they say there's facts and there's truth behind it, why do they have such non-factual terms. Let's move on now to the gospel, where I, I went through and talked with this guy, I found out that he had a Catholic background, and took it from there.
With the whole Jesus dying on the cross for the sins of mankind, what did what did the Catholic Church teach about that? About why he died? Well, well, just in general, what what did they teach? Um, all right, he he died on the cross to save our sins. Like he died so that way we could go to heaven. Um, it depends what what like what about it? I, just wanted to know what what they basically told you. Yeah, um, like he died to save our sins. Basically, was made just of it. Okay. So, um, what is sin? What is sin? Doing wrong. Okay. Can you give me some examples? I mean, I think you have a subconscious. Like everyone has a conscious. If you think it's wrong, mm-hmm. and you still do it, it's a sin. I think that I, if, if it's something that you know and believe is wrong, then it's a sin. Okay. What about, like, lying? Um, personally, I believe that there's a right time for it, and there's definitely a wrong time for it. Okay. But would, you, would it be considered a sin? If it's done in the right, like, for the right reason, then no. Okay. So let's say it's not done for the right reason. Yeah. Yes, it would be a sin? It would be a sin. Okay. And how do we know what that uh, line is? It's, I, I think anything can, like, it's, it's literally, like, if you honestly don't know what you're doing and don't believe it's wrong, that, but it turns out being wrong, it's not a sin then. It's like, it's your conscience. Like, you know what's right and wrong. Like, if you honestly think it's not wrong, then God can't punish you for something that, that like you thought you were doing right. Okay. Uh, so, Aaron, how many lies do you think you've told in your whole life? Oof. Everyone lies daily. Okay, but talking about you. A hundred thousands, probably thousands. Thousands? Like okay. And have they all been the, the good kind of lies that you were talking about? No. No, okay. So what do you call someone who tells thousands of bad lies? A sinner. Right, but more specifically. A liar. Right, okay. So, um, let's see, what's another uh, sin uh, that would be... Can, what, what else would, would you consider? That would be seen as bad? Right. Um, stealing. Stealing, or, okay. Yeah. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Okay. What do you call someone who steals? A stealer. No, those are the guys in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, I would say a sinner or a liar. No. You, you want it? Start, starts with a T. Someone who steals. A stealer, but thief. a thief. There you go. <laughs> you know, going back to Jesus, he said that adultery is wrong, but he took it a step further. He looked at your thought life. He said, whoever looks with lust has committed adultery already. Would you say you've done that one before? Yes. Okay. We've just gone through three sins. Lying, stealing, and and adultery or or lusting. And you've admitted to doing all of them. And I'm sure not all of them were for good reasons. Correct. So, like you said earlier, that would make you a sinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, Jesus died on the cross to pay for the sins of mankind Mm -hmm. but there's a disconnect there right yes 
What what's the disconnect? Where I mean, it's not it's not like just you can save every sin. Like if you're constantly doing what you know is wrong. Okay. He actually said that you need to be born again to get into heaven. So, have you been born again? What do you mean by that? Like baptized, born again? Well, no, it's uh, it's actually a like a regenerated heart, a regenerated spirit. Uh, you I no longer don't uh, believe so. Okay. With the knowledge that you've committed sins, and Jesus said, in order to get to heaven you got to be born again and you know that you've not had that uh, does it concern you that the Bible also says that you're going to hell for it well first of all I don't believe in either of those heaven oh you don't believe hell. in heaven or hell okay if I don't believe there is an afterlife but if there was I would say that no matter how many times you sin you can still go to heaven no matter what. Okay. Um, it's, if you find a time, I guess you're reborn again could be seconds before you die and you regret everything you've done. Maybe that could have been his born again. And then, I mean, if, if, if you regret doing something, if you truly feel sorry for it, then it's going to be forgiven. But if you're just... If you don't really care about it, like you don't feel sorry for it. Jesus said that you need to repent and believe the gospel. Now, part of the repentance, you know, a lot of people think it just means to say you're sorry. Uh, that's part of it. But it, it, it literally means to do a 180. You know, to turn away from the sins that you love doing. You know, like lying and stealing. If that's true, then no one would ever go to heaven. Okay. Um, why do you say that? Everyone. Everyone. Like, no one's ever going to take a full 180 degree turn by a sin. They're going to sin again. Well, I'm not saying that you'll. they never sin anymore, but they no longer uh, desire or uh, go into it full, full force. You I know, don't think like, anyone ever does. Let, let me put it... Let me try it uh, to explain it this way. Um, like, uh, for example, you know, uh, I'm tempted to uh, do something that I know I shouldn't do, and it gets the best of me. I, I do it, but immediately afterwards, I I am remorseful for it, and I I regret what I just did. So I turn away from it. I, I that, that's kind of repentance there. Whereas uh, someone who's not repentant uh, just does, do does a thing and, you know, has no remorse for it, yeah. doesn't think anything about it. And then he said to believe the gospel, which is that Jesus died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and he offers eternal life to anyone who will repent of their sins and put their trust in him. Just, just to kind of wrap up here... Uh, you know, we were talking about creation versus evolution. Uh, you believe in evolution. I believe in creation. And uh, you know, we got on the topic of uh, eternity and, and Christianity and stuff. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the whole conversation? 
Um, there's definitely possibilities that both could be completely true. There's possibilities that both could be partially true. But from the facts, I will continue to believe in uh, definitely evolution over creationism. But obviously, I think everyone wants creationism to be real, and that's why people believe in it. But I don't know if the fact that they understand what really could be. Like, I think the two could, like, co coexist together. They could be. The reason there could be, um, like, creationism could be the cause of, like, everything around us. Like, it could be, mm. but it would then co coexist at the same time with... Okay. And, um... The Bible says, uh, Romans 1.18, that you know that there's a God, that you know that there is a creator, and that you are suppressing the truth of that creator by your unrighteousness, by your love of sin. And uh, I, I'm not saying that to you. That That's what yeah. the Bible says. Um, and uh, I, would, I would just encourage you, you know, to, you know, You've already thrown out what the Catholics believe, and that's fine. But I encourage you to look into that Bible, just the Bible itself, a, a, apart from the religion that goes around it, and examine the claims of the Bible, examine the, whether or not the Bible is true, or what it says is true. 